0: Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about holiday stuff today. I think I'm excited because I have been kind of intentionally planning and prepping for this time of year for a lot of the year. And also I'm really ready to celebrate the holidays. And i I think that, and I feel like it's been this way for the last few years, but I think that any opportunity to create joy just needs to be capitalized on. (laughs) And so I was reading something the other day about, it was actually around Halloween and letting teenagers trick or treat, like kind of beyond the age that one might think it's appropriate for teenagers to trick or treat. And this, it was a community uh, Facebook group thread. And some of the parents in it were like, yeah, my kids are like in high school and they're fully going trick-or-treating because kids deserve more joy today. Like, There is so much hard stuff in the world. They have been through so much in the last few years. So, you know, if they want to go trick-or-treating and like they're a little too old, can you please just be kind? (laughs) And So many of the comments were like, yes, like let our kids just be kids, right? Let us just make magic where we can make magic because... There's so many moments every single day where we can find things that are hard and overwhelming and terrifying. And it is really easy to go to a hopeless place anytime you look at what's going on in the world. And so if we can create joy by putting on some Christmas lights, Two months before the actual holiday, let's do that. If we can create joy by, you know, cranking up all I want for Christmas, let's do that. So whatever, you know, however you celebrate these last couple of months of the year, however you come together with family, however you create joy for yourself, like dig in as early as possible. (laughs) So that's why I'm really excited to talk today. Every year I do some sort of holiday episode. And what's funny is I was looking back and I was like, oh, normally I don't do this for like a whole nother month. So I feel super on top of my game, feeling a little proud of myself that I'm doing it in November rather than early December. But I think because I've always done an episode kind of like this, but always a little bit different, I shift, change it up a little bit every year. I think that now, like my mentally, I know to like be ready to go with this. <laughs> like, when are we doing the holiday episode? Let's do it sooner than later. So I'm intentionally doing this a little earlier this year because I think that we are in a space where, you know, again, spreading joy as early as we want is an appropriate thing to do. So I'm inviting you to start today. And I also want you to be able to be as intentional as possible around how you manage your holiday hustle. And when I think about the holiday hustle, I don't want it to be a holiday hustle for you. So maybe if we start planning right now, and maybe you've already done some planning, maybe you're ahead of me. But if we start planning right now, hopefully it won't feel so hustly as we get into it. And maybe it will feel a little bit slower when we get into it and like a little more chill because we can be intentional around how we set up the holidays. So I want to give you a few invitations today and a few tips on how you can go into the season with intentionality so that you can really enjoy it. I will say I've been in like every year I change, and when I say change, I mean upgrade and improve, <laughs> how I enter the holidays, how I enter the beginning of the year, and also how I intentionally work really hard during certain seasons, knowing that I'm going to be, I'm blocking my calendar for a lot of time at the end of the year. And I really want to be able to do that and do it that with ease. And so every year I get a little bit better at this, like every year I take a note from the year before and implement something new to be like, okay, and this is the, you know, the upgrade for next year. And my big upgrade for 2023 was that in 2022, I made the mistake of I blocked my calendar for the last two weeks of December. And since Vinny's been school age and out of childcare, I've like that's kind of been a no brainer for me. Because when he was like in kindergarten, and you didn't have school for two weeks and no childcare, it was way too chaotic to be try to be working with him whole, home full time. So I've just gotten in the habit of doing that and fully recognizing that I'm in a very privileged position to be able to block my calendar for two weeks. And that doesn't mean I'm not working at all. It just means I'm not scheduling calls. I'm not doing interviews, things like that. So in January of 2022, I was coming off this two-week break in December. And what I had done is at the beginning of December, anytime someone would want to schedule something, I'd say, well, I'm my December, the first two weeks are already booked. The second two weeks, I'm not really in office. And then that first week of January, let's get you scheduled. Like as soon as I get back, let me get you on the books. And I went into that first week of uh, January 2022 and like struggle bus. (laughs) was so overwhelming. I like woke up on the first day of the new year and had to hit the ground running at 150 miles an hour. And I learned that year, never again, like give yourself a buffer. So what I've done for what I did for January 2023 is I intentionally I, you know, I blocked my last two weeks of the year last year. And then in January, for the first week of January, I did not take coaching calls. I did not take interviews. I knew I'd have a lot of work to do to kick the new year off, but I wasn't going to spend it dedicating a ton of time to other people's schedules and being at like the whim and mercy of other people. I knew I would need that time to kind of reintegrate into this new year and it worked really really well. So I've already gone ahead now and looked at that first week of January and noticed I think we don't have a full week of school that week. We either we have Monday and maybe even Tuesday off school. But I have already blocked my week to not take calls that week. And so whatever work I have to do, which I know there will be plenty, it will be like still in my pajamas and on my own time and it will be pretty hustly because my January's real packed, but it will be like behind the scenes work and not having to immediately show up right off the holidays. So that's just one example of kind of one thing I've carried over or one upgrade I've made from one year to the next. And so that's been really impactful. And when I've taken those lessons and tips that I've given myself from year to year, it's really helped me move forward and build time around the holidays that I really, really look forward to, that I get really excited about. And I have to say, I spent years and years my first career in working at a psychiatric hospital, like working right through the holidays. And in fact, I remember that as a newer person in that role, you had to work certain holidays. Like when you came on as a newer staff member, it was like, okay, like, are you working like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Like pick, you don't get off both. And then over the years, as I was able to kind of shift things, I was still working a lot. And also, like time and a half on paid holidays was not a bad thing. So I still worked over the holidays quite a bit. And there wasn't like, you know, a psychiatric hospital is not like a tech company that is like goes dark the week between Christmas and New Year's. Like the patients are still there. So I was still working. Then when I started personal training, the same thing. Like I had my own business. I had to pay my bills. I was working over the holidays. As I got into owning my own gym and fitness facility, it became really busy those last couple of weeks of the year and we were doing a lot of work to bring new members in and get them ready for becoming members in January so those last couple of weeks of the year were like my busiest weeks of the year and by the time Vinny was born, I was like burnt out on having to really hustle and grind in the last couple of weeks of the year. It was really, really exhausting. And it did not make me excited for the holidays. It was more like, OK, like buckle up. How are we going to get through this year? So now I'm really conscientious of everything being very the opposite of that. And it's made it so that I can really be excited about going into this season, even if there's a little bit of hustle and even if there's chaos and even if, you know, things feel last minute, that's just the nature of it at times. understood explains and it will pop right up click on it pick your episode and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school this episode is supported by mysteries about true histories a podcast for your kiddos so from the creators of the hit podcast who smarted and netflix's brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories affectionately known as math Every episode follows Max and Molly who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. So I wanna give you four different ways that you can prepare for the holidays, however you celebrate them, whatever you celebrate in a way that feels, uh, that hopefully brings some ease to you and also gives you something to look forward to. I think that so much of the joy in having things on your calendar to look forward to is the actual looking forward to part of them. And so I know if I have time off coming up or a vacation coming up or, you know, a long weekend, anything that I'm excited about, part of the fun, a big part of the fun is being excited about it, (laughs) whether I'm excited about it for a month or two months or whatever the thing is. I'm actually going with a friend to see Macklemore in December and we got tickets forever ago. We got really good seats. I'm so excited. And part of it, we just, this. so I'm recording this, you know, six or seven weeks before that event's going to happen. And we started planning like, okay, where are we going to go to dinner that night? And like getting all excited about it. And I'm like, you know what? Like probably 45 to 55% of the excitement of this event is just the being excited about the event. <laughs> so I want you to be able to be prepping for the holiday season with this sense of, oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to this, not full of dread and like, oh my gosh, how am I going to cram all the things in? So as I'm giving you these invitations today, I'm hoping that that will help you. So the first thing, I want you to determine what are your magic-making moments? And you probably already have a bunch of these, but what are the things that you do traditionally to make magic over the holidays and so for us it's things like going and seeing Santa and it's things like getting our Christmas tree the weekend of Thanksgiving there's all sorts of little things that are our magic making moments and it's been really interesting as Benny's gotten older like if we do anything more than one time it's like a forever tradition in his mind and so like one time we got our tree early the weekend of Thanksgiving weekend and Then after that, he's like, well, that's what we do now. (laughs) So now we always have to get our tree. So by Christmas, our tree is like so dead. (laughs) And in spite of my best efforts to keep it watered. But we have these now traditions that he holds on to so tightly that I'm like, there's no letting go. One of the first things we do every holiday season is we go to Fred Meyer, which is like a local version of Target, and we get a new nutcracker. Now, these are not fancy nutcrackers. They're like $13 to $15 on sale probably. (laughs) And we always have like a coupon for them. They're not anything fancy, but we have this huge collection and it's one of the very first things that we do to kick off the holiday season because we can do it really early because, you know, in stores, the holidays start in like August. So we haven't done it yet this year, but that will be one of our first things. So what are your magic making moments? For us, it will be getting the Nutcracker. It will be going to visit Santa. Vinny and I always do that together. And then... take the after we like go and get lunch right after and kind of take the afternoon to do fun things. I've actually pulled him out of school to do it a couple times. It's like a big deal. He thinks it's really cool. So we'll do that. We'll get our tree. And then there's other things that we've done events, things we've done with friends that we will repeat. But there's also in this magic making, like, what are the things you want to add in this year? What are the things that you haven't done before that can be fun, magical things over the holidays? And so I know that we're looking at, you know, what are the things that we can do? We're looking at, oh, maybe we could go skiing in a new location and different things like that. So what magic making moments do you want to make sure happen in terms of your traditions that you've already had? And then what are the new things you want to add in this year? And that might be, you know, it can be free things, it can be paid things, it can be whatever. So thinking through what that means for you. And what are the magic making moments that are just for you over the holidays? And so I know for some people, it's like staying up late one night, listening to Christmas music and drinking wine and having chocolate and wrapping all the Christmas presents. I'm not that person. (laughs) If I have to stay up late wrapping presents, I get really cranky. (laughs) So that's not me. But like whatever is kind of magical to you. So one of the things that I've done is I have taken time every holiday season to go take myself shopping under the guise of buying gifts for other people but usually buying most of the things for myself <laughs> and then I take myself to lunch and I do it at University Village here in Seattle if you know that area it's a this outdoor mall area it's really great lots of great stores restaurants it's just like a very fun chill thing that I do for myself over the holidays and I love that tradition so I'm craving like when do I get to go shopping at U Village and do some of my Christmas shopping Take myself to lunch, have it be this kind of like chill, just little thing for me. So, when you think of making magic, I want you to also think about those things. So, that's the first thing making magic in those three different ways. Secondly, building boundaries. (laughs) How will you build boundaries to minimize your holiday hustle and to make sure that you are making magic that is magical for you? Now, you can also, of course, make lots of magic for other people that includes other people and includes extended family, but I also want you to be thoughtful about building boundaries so that people are not stealing your magic. And we probably all have family members who can real quickly steal our magic over the holidays. And so how are you building boundaries in a way that you're not letting other people infringe on the things that you and your little immediate family unit need, want, crave, desire over the holidays? I remember early on in the Shameless Mom Academy, I had a client she was part of our membership. And she was such a great client. I loved her. And she'd been with us for a while, a number of months. And it came upon, we came upon the holiday season. And she was like, you know, my kids are really little. I think her kids were like maybe one and three at the time. And she's like, I love the holidays. But since having kids, it's like not about my husband and I anymore. It's about making all of our relatives happy. And every relative wants to see the kids at different times. And she had multiple family members that she had to see. So it was like, her and her husband, and they maybe even came from divorced families. So it's like they have to go visit her family and his family and maybe like step family and all these different things. And there was a lot of expectations on them like, okay, like you're going to come to our house on Christmas Eve morning, and then our house on Christmas Eve afternoon, and then our house on Christmas morning and our house Christmas dinner and all these different expectations from extended family members. And she was like, I don't want to do that. We've done it for a few years. And she's like, it sucks the life out of me. It takes the joy out. It makes it hard and not fun. She's like these aren't the traditions that I want with my kids. I don't want our tradition to be that we drive to four different people's houses on over the holidays. Like that's just not what was meaningful to her. So we made, on one of our calls with our group, we were giving her suggestions as our community, you know, always loves to do. And so we were offering suggestions. And one of the things I said, I was like, what if you had like a little open house? And it could be, you could decide, maybe it's on Christmas Eve, maybe it's the day after Christmas, maybe it's the weekend before or after Christmas. And where you just say like, hey, we wanna see you all. And so we're gonna have like coffee and cookies at our house, you know, between like noon and two on Saturday or Tuesday or what? Christmas Eve or whatever stop by anytime. And so she did that. And she was like, Oh, my gosh, she's like, I just got back my like entire holiday. And I got back this time to just be with my family and build our own traditions and have my kids like wake up on Christmas morning and stay in their pajamas all day. And it was this huge moment for her that then allowed other members to start doing the same thing where they were like, Oh, wait, like I could do that. And I remember, when COVID hit, we had a member kind of a similar situation where she's like, there's this thing we do every year. And it's not really working. And because of COVID, she had a child with compromised immunity. And she had a sibling who was not really on board with honoring COVID for what it was and the dangers that it posed to people with lower immune function. And so she's like, you know, this family member always wants to get together for the holidays, which I get totally fine. But I just am super uncomfortable being indoors with my child and this person and I don't know how to set a boundary. And so what they ended up doing was the family member also had little kids. So it was like, how about we meet at the park for donuts? Again, Christmas Eve or the day before, you know, the weekend before, weekend after, someday around the holidays. But why don't we meet outside at the park? I'll bring donuts and coffee. And then the kids can play. They can do a gift exchange. And so that's how she was able to kind of circumvent this family member who she wanted to, you know, it's she wanted to honor that relationship, but she also wanted to honor her own Again, family needs, desires, wants, boundaries. And so when you're thinking through your holidays and what you want them to look like for your family, how can you be clear about what means the most to you? And that might look different every year. And there's not a wrong time. And it's never too late to say, hey, this is what our family needs this year. So we're gonna do something different and let people know that. So that can be really, really helpful. And I will tell you, I did this with my family In July, so I think it was July, every other year, my family goes to celebrate Christmas with my mom. And then the alternating year, my sister often goes, but sometimes her work doesn't allow her to go and it can be kind of up in the air. So in July, I started the conversation because the thing is, if my mom's on on her own for Christmas, Not only does my mom not like being on her own for Christmas, which I understand, but also like I feel a lot of like oldest child guilt, which is like the guilt that oldest children are born with, I think. So I feel oldest child guilt where I'm like, if my sister can't go and it's not our year that we usually go, I have to figure something out. Like I have to figure out another way for my mom to not be alone. Do we go visit her or do we bring her to us or like all these different things. So in July, my mom starts the conversation around, you know, the holidays and christmas and what's that going to look like and she's like I know it's not your year to come and hopefully your sister'll come and blah 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 and I finally reached out to my sister and I was like this is totally stressing me out mom keeps bringing this up and I'm getting anxiety because of her anxiety <laughs> around it and so is it possible for you she, I was like I know that sometimes your work doesn't allow you to you know have really firm plans this early but can you look at your schedule would it be possible for you to start to figure things out and she was so great like initially she's like okay I'm going to look into it I'll get back to you like In a while and then like an hour later she's like i'm on it i'm gonna be there with mom taking the family it'll be great and i was like thank you so much (laughs) because now i don't have to carry that i was able to like early early on determine like, this is not something I want to carry until like the end of November or early December to see like what's going to happen because it makes it kind of impossible for my family to make plans. And she was really great about it. So having those conversations early, building the boundaries, letting people know what you need and being really honest and say, like I said to my sister, I was like, this is giving me a lot of anxiety. And I know it's really early. I know it's July, but I'm, this is what's happening. And she was really, really great about it. So I think that that can be super, super helpful. they're specifically designed to combat New Aqua True. And here's the thing I swear it's like can receive 20% off any Aquatrue purifier when you go to aquatrue.com. That's dot com, and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any Aqua True Purifier. When you go to aquatrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S. Aquatrue.com code Shameless.
1: Well, hey there, busy mama.
0: The third thing I want to invite you to do as you are looking towards the holidays and how you want them to play out for you, I want you to make a concerted effort to create inner calm. (laughs) And that might sound really lovely and also feel impossible. (laughs) And so I think we can talk about this in early mid-November. And it feels aspirational. And like, I can totally do this. I'm going to be my most Zen holiday self. But then we get to like December 9th, And you're like, yeah, no, not Zen. (laughs) So I want to invite you to create inner calm by doing a few things up front that allow you to maintain the inner calm when we get into the holidays. And honoring when we look at the holidays this year, we have Hanukkah, which is early to mid December, we have Christmas which is late December. And then we have our other holidays in there that overlap. We have many other cultural holidays in there that overlap those two time frames. So for a lot of us the holiday season is going to be quite long this year from early December through the, you know, past the 25th of the month. And so what can we do to create inner calm starting now so that it can sustain into those seasons, especially if we're in a family where we're celebrating holidays earlier in the month, or we're celebrating multiple holidays across the month of December, and needing to like hold the space for all that. So the first thing is to determine what matters most. And I've heard so many people talk about this as their children have gotten older. You know, when your kids are really little, the gift thing is really fun. And then your kids get to a certain age and the gift stuff is less meaningful because there's not surprise and delight to the same extent. Like it's not that the magic isn't there anymore, but like your kids kind of, like, we know what's going on at Christmas. Like we know the truth about all the things at Christmas. I won't say more than that <laughs> in case you have children around. But we like we know we know all the things, and sometimes that can kind of take the wind out of the sails or take some of the magic away. And I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago about this with some mom two different moms talking about it, and they were like, you know, what we've decided to do is do. A trip for Christmas instead of gifts, and so like that's the thing we get to look forward to instead of you know getting up on Christmas morning and opening a ton of gifts that goes by really fast. We do we have a really fun family trip over the holidays, and so how can you determine what matters most and what that's going to look like, and that's going to change a lot from year to year for our family. It changes because we are rarely at home on Christmas. (laughs) As much as I wanted to have a family where we had traditions, that was like every Christmas, my child walks down his own stairs to his own Christmas tree. That's happened like two or three times in his life, and he's 11. So we are often gone because we are visiting other family, which is always really great and really fun. And we have lots of traditions that are around those visits, which is really special. So we have been determining from year to year, like what matters most. As Vinny's gotten a little older, like this year's a little different. My husband's still laid off and has been laid off since June. So that makes things a little different. My in-laws who used to live in Portland have moved to a city near Bend, Oregon, Primeville. And they're like, what have you come down here and go skiing over Christmas? And so there's a lot of opportunity to kind of reconsider from year to year what matters most and whether that is the gift giving whether it is time together whether it is maybe it's volunteering and doing something that's in service to your community when you can determine what that is then you can be really focused on is the thing i'm adding to my christmas list or adding to my calendar aligned with what matters most this season and if it's not take it off the calendar or like release yourself from having to do that thing. There's definitely things that we have abandoned over time because you either Vinny's outgrown them, it's not the thing that matters this year, it just doesn't work out with the schedule. So sometimes releasing traditions or releasing other people's expectations of what you're going to do over the holidays can create a lot of peace. The other thing is making a lot of lists. So I make a lot of lists around the holiday season and this actually started a few number of years ago when Vinny was really little we started making a holiday bucket list and so we would make a holiday bucket list of all the things we wanted to do over the holidays and it was like go look at christmas lights in this certain neighborhood and it was go um get you know go visit santa and cut down our tree and go it was all these different things i don't even remember what else was on there but we had these lists of like 10 or so things that we would we would go do i think one year we went ice skating which then we never did again because it turns out none of us like ice skating. (laughs) but We had this Christmas bucket list that we've done multiple times. So that was one list. Another list is gift organizing lists. I actually got an app a few years ago. And I'm sure there's multiple apps that do this. So you can do it, just do your own Google search. But an app that creates Christmas lists, Christmas gift giving lists that like live from year to year and you can divide out by like different family members and extended family and etc, which has been super, super helpful to me. And also giving me a place to like make a list and check things off, which is really helpful. So if that's something, you know, something that could work for you, because what I was doing prior to that was trying to hold all of the lists in my head. And it was like the list for the kid and the list for the partner, and then the list for giving to family that's not in town. And also the list where like my mom sends money, and she wants me to buy for my husband and for Vinny and something for me. And so there was multiple which is I don't mean to sound not grateful. I'm very grateful. But it was like one more thing to keep track of. And so all these little lists became really, really helpful. So how are you making lists to kind of keep yourself organized so that it's not just existing in your head that has been very, very helpful for me. Um, next for creating our calm is calendaring your traditions. So getting on the calendar, what day are you going to go get the decorations? What day are you going to go to the local holiday event? What day are you going to go for us at Santa Pictures or getting our Christmas tree, those kinds of things? And then next is calendaring your time. And so I talked about like, I will put on my calendar, like I'm taking this half day off, I'm going to go get myself lunch, I'm going to go shopping at U, U Village. I'm taking that that time is on my calendar. I know that's when that's going to happen. So I'm not thinking like, Oh, my gosh, I have to get this shopping done, like it's already put in there. Whether you take, you know, an evening to yourself to do that, or a weekend day to do that, or you take a half day of work off, do it in a way that feels good to you and make it a little bit fun and make it a little bit of a treat. And you can do that twice. Actually, you could do it once shopping for others and once shopping for yourself, because I do believe in gifting oneself for the holidays. (laughs) And then my last piece, my last invitation here for managing your holiday hustle is to take time to prep for time off. So this is circling back to what we started with. If you know that you're gonna have extended time off or any time off over the holidays, how can you avoid having to cram extra work? So let's say you take a week off. How do you avoid having to cram that week of work into the additional three weeks in that month? Because that sometimes to me, And this happens with vacation too. The hustle to get things done in order to be out of office can be so overwhelming that at times I'm like, is this even worth it? Why am I doing this? Like, if I'm having to do two weeks worth of work in one week now so that I can be out of office next week, it's such a headache and a nightmare that I don't know that it's worth taking the week off. So, what I'm looking at this year, knowing that I'm going to be mostly offline for these last two weeks of the year, what can I start to do now in November? To start to plan for that to make it easier so that I'm not spending the first two weeks of November trying to do four weeks of work. That piece has been huge for me. And I don't have a total plan yet, but recognizing, like, oh, I can start doing that now can be really, really helpful. So I'm starting to plan, like, what is the podcast content going to look like during that time? Because, you know, we never miss an episode. So so the show will go on over the holidays, but I'm not going to be recording over the holidays. So how am I looking at that right now to be ready so that it will be ease, uh, easy and simple and clean and bring me ease to have that stuff all set up and in place by the time we get to November. And then, Again, preparing to take time off, looking at when you come back from that time off, what is that transition gonna look like for you? Because I also think when we come back from something that we've been really, really looking forward to, like time off over the holidays, that it can be really hard to reintegrate. And I've gotten really clear on this with vacations and with the holidays, that if I have to come back and hit the ground running, it's really, really hard for me. And I mentally, I like have this like post vacation depression that can last for like a solid week. And I know, I know a number of people who like their first day back in office, they don't take any meetings or they only like they spend the whole first day like just navigating their inbox and like letting it be that that's the only thing they're going to do that day. And being okay with that letting themselves have a slow reentry process. For me, it's not taking calls for that first week back. For me, it's like recognizing I'm looking right now at what I have to do in January in terms of events, which I have a number of them speaking engagements, trainings, etc. And what am I doing now to prepare for those so that I'm not coming back on the second of January, like having to prepare a whole bunch of stuff for the month of January. So how can you be uh, proactive about prepping for taking time off? So I hope that is helpful. That is how you can help manage your holiday hustle in four steps by determining your magic making moments by building boundaries around your holiday experience and what you want to get out of your holidays, creating inner calm by determining what matters most, yet utilizing lists, getting your calendar traditions on the calendar or getting your holiday traditions on the calendar, calendaring your time, and then also taking time to prepare for taking time off. So I hope that was helpful. Of course, share this if you think other busy, shameless moms might need some support with their holiday hustle. And I want to remind you as you get into the season that can be busy and overwhelming and also full of joy that I'm in this with you always.